Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's look at verse 9. This is talking about God's plan for your life. Before you ever hit the planet, he has a path for you, a plan for your life. You have been created and made for that plan. Every gift inside of you, the plan and purpose of God will just, you're, you're created perfectly to walk out this plan. As a matter of fact, the plan was made for who he made you to be. So now what happens as you walk out the plan of God for your life, you'll walk out the desires of your heart your whole life. Remember, I grew up thinking, man, you know, don't ever, don't ever say you're not willing to go to the Darien jungle and be a missionary because then God will make you do it. It just doesn't work like that. If you're supposed to go to the Darien jungle, you may think you hate camping, but when you go there, you'll be like, this is my home. You know, I, I just, this is where I'm supposed to be. It'll, it'll fulfill every desire of your heart. So this is a picture of your path. This scripture in 2 Corinthians 2.9 it is quoting Isaiah 64.4, or 61.4. It says this, but as it is written, it's written in, I, I'm sorry, it's written in Isaiah 64.4. I'm sure it's 64.4. It says, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. Now this word heart literally talks about your soulish realm, your mind. It's not entered into your mind. The things which God hath, past tense, prepared for them that love him. This is talking about your path. Notice it says he hath prepared. He, everything is there. So this is why the Holy Spirit will guide you into all the truth. Because the word of God, see, you can't see God's plan for your life with your eye. You can't hear about it from your ear, which means people are not going to be the ones that reveal God's plan to you. God will speak to you. It, it's so wonderful, his path for your life and plan for your life. Not, not that he's going to kind of do as you go. Know that he has already prepared it. It's already done. Isn't that amazing? So, see, you don't have to ever beg God to do something because it's already done. Jesus said it. We should have got it. On the cross, he didn't say, okay, it is started. No, he said, it is finished. Right? We see that God had a plan before the foundation of the, even the earth. God's way ahead of everything. But the Bible says you can't see it, you can't hear about it. It's so good you can't even fathom in your mind what this plan is. That he's prepared, who? For them that love him. See, he's prepared it for them that love him. When you love God, you now position yourself to walk in all of these things. But we can't stop in verse 9. Otherwise, we're like, See, you just never know what God's going to do. Do you know how many people have used this scripture? Educated people. Educated way beyond their intellect. It's like they were one verse away from really seeing what the Bible said. you got to read verse 10. 
Because it's kind of a bummer if God prepared a plan for you and you can't see it, you can't hear about it, you, you can't ever, it'll never enter your mind. Right? You could just kind of like, well, God, if it's your will. Right? No, no, no. The Bible says prayer. We're never to ask God about his will other than if it's a prayer of consecration. Lord, not my will, but your will. I'm willing to do and go wherever you want me to go. But the prayer of faith is not like that. The prayer of faith that you lay hold of things, you got to know the will of God when you pray. Right? But it says here, but God hath revealed them. He's revealed this plan unto us by his Spirit. And then he says this, for the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is who he's talking about, searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. See, the Holy Spirit knows everything. So if you look at the Trinity, you have God the Father, he's the one in the Trinity, who comes up with the plan. Jesus is the one who carries out the plan. The Holy Spirit is the one that reveals the plan. Well, the Holy Spirit can reveal the plan because he knows everything that's in the heart of the Father. In the same way, your spirit man knows what's in you. Now, we need the word, though, because we have this flesh with the sin nature still in it. My earth suit has this sin nature, and if I don't renew my mind, I can't see things in my spirit. So we're going to talk about that today. This is why your thoughts and your words are so very important. But it says, but, he, but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit, the Holy Spirit, searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. And then he says, this is an example. For what man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knows no man but the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit knows the things of God. And then it says this in verse 12, good news. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know. This word in the Greek means perceive the things that are freely given to us by God. God, see, he's done everything so that we can know him. He put a new spirit in you so that the Holy Spirit could come in to you and now live there and show you and teach you and guide you. He causes the Holy Spirit to come upon you. Why? So that he can teach you and empower you to go be a witness so that he can give you this prayer language where now he gives your spirit utterance in an unknown tongue, and now you're able to pray out the perfect will of God because our weakness, the weakness listed for us as Christians is one thing. We don't know how to pray as we ought. See, we look at people, and the Lord will stir us to minister, but we don't know exactly what they need, but he knows what they need. Right? Right? Like today, we're preaching along these lines. It's amazing, isn't it? It's supernatural because the Holy Spirit is speaking to each of us individually. It's amazing. It's amazing how this works. See, most try to understand God with their mind. or They try to perceive God through their feelings and emotions, and it doesn't work that way. 
there's a principle in the Word of God. The more that you get to know Him on the inside, it causes your life to turn to Him. So if you're struggling in your walk with the Lord, get to know Him on the inside. Because it'll automatically cause your life to turn to Him, will automatically cause you to walk free from all this junk that the enemy's trying to put on you all the time. It's, it's, we, we deal with root issues. And how you know God, you know Him through His Word. Revelation of Him is what holds me steady through all of life's storms. When I walk through water, I know he's with me and it won't move me. When I walk through raging rivers, I know he's with me and it won't move me. When I walk, not notice I'm not saying if, when I walk through fire, I, I'm not afraid of it. And I know that he's with me, so it will not even kindle on me. I will walk through life's storms, and there will be no residual. You won't even be able to tell I walked through a storm. So when I get out of the river, I'm not soaking wet. I'm not tired. I'm not wore out. I'm actually more, I'm, I'm refreshed. I, my clothes are all dry. I'm stronger and bigger than I was before I went in because he's with me. But, but see, in order to do that, that anchor is i got to have a revelation of him. Right? So see, we as believers, we never receive things blindly from him. Faith is not blind. What do we receive? According to 1 Corinthians 2, we receive everything from him spiritually. He speaks to our spirit. He bears witness with our spirit. First thing, the foundation revelation that we're his child. And then as we read the word, we're like, oh boy, that means a lot. See, we know God on the inside. And as we know him on the inside, we are moved on the inside. And we're never moved on the outside. Outside things don't ever move us. We move the outside things. Does that make sense? It says here that we might know the things freely given to us by God. Guys, 2019, it's a year of change. You know, the Lord just spoke this to me in our night of worship. For, and every year he gives me something for our church. But, but it doesn't happen automatically. He said this would be a year of change and transformation. It was like a flash of light. And I saw people's lives, their health, their finances, their mental health, their friendships, their ministry, their jobs and careers, their marriages, their parenting relationships. I saw lives completely changed. They look completely different at the end of 2019 than they do at the beginning of 2019. Why? Because there's a great transformation that happens in us as individuals. What do I mean by that? Transformation means that who I am on the inside will be brought on the outside. That I won't live naturally. That you'll see who I really am. Not in my flesh, but who I am as a spirit, as a child of God, walking by the faith of God, walking in the love of God, being led by the Spirit of God, strong in Him, able to do all things. I don't work out, I, I'm not working out what I want to do. I work out my own salvation. I work out what He's working in. 
Does that make sense? This is big. God wants to do things in your life. His path is so big for you in 2019, but you have to take your life. You, if, the, if this bottle represents your life, if this is your life, you have to do this. You have to live like this. You just have to let go. You have to let go of your life. You have to let go of fear. Because there will be fear. Because when God tells you to obey his word, your natural mind will go, I can't do that. It'll, it, you know, there's no way. There's no money to do that. I, what do you mean tithe? I can't tithe. I'm living month to month. What do you mean I can't forgive that person? That person, man, they hurt me. They hurt my family. I can't. No, no, you can. But you have to do this. You have to let go. And you have to walk away from it. You have to walk from the things of the past and walk into your future. You have to take off your shoes. Because God doesn't want you to carry anything from your past into 2019. If you messed up in 2018, here, here is a prophetic word for you. Forget about it. Right? That's what God would say. Forgetting those things that are past behind me. I press forward to the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. He said there will be a year of change and transformation where he wants to take us from glory to glory into glorious places in him. This is huge. And then he spoke, and it was, it's, it's still, it resounds in my spirit. He said, behold, I make all things new. That's what he wants to do for you. A new way of thinking, a new way of perceiving your life. Oh, let go. Trust him. You can trust him. He said, behold, I make all things new. For I am preparing you to see me face to face. Guys, even if he tarries his coming, life is so fast, we're going to see him face to face very soon. But I think that there is a great possibility that we are at the end of the end of the end of the church age and we are about to be out of here. Maybe in the next few years at the most. What's happening in Israel, the prophetic timetable, it's amazing. But God, he, I'm telling you, we are living in a time where you're going to do a whole lifetime of ministry in a few years. Where you're going to grow in the anointing and we're going to see God do things that we literally have never seen in that magnitude in all of church history. And he's chosen you and I. Isn't that amazing? Man, we are awesome in him. In him. I love that. It goes on to say, these things in verse 12, or I'm sorry, verse 13, it says, which things also we speak. See, we've been speaking about these things today. But not in the words which man's wisdom teaches. We don't speak about the things of God. To be honest with you, we can't speak about the things of God with man's wisdom. Have you ever heard a sermon spoken by man's wisdom? You're kind of sitting there. If, you, if you've been around life, you're kind of going, wow, how in the world did you get that out of that? Right? You think Paul's thorn is an Asian eye, eye disease. 
have you ever read the book of Acts? Tells you exactly what it was. You know, I mean, it's just, it's funny. So it says here, which things we also, or also we speak, not in the words of man's wisdom, which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches. Isn't it awesome when we come here today that I stand in the office of a teacher, but guess who the teacher is? The Holy Spirit's the teacher. Man, if you've come to hear from me, I apologize. Because you're not going to get anything. Because there's nothing I could give you that would help you. But he can give you everything that will help you. Amen? I'm just along for the ride. It's fun. It's a fun ride. It says here, but the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God. See, this is why the Holy Spirit's got to teach. What does he teach? We don't teach according to man's wisdom. We teach according to the wisdom of God, which the Holy Spirit will bring. Why? Because the natural man doesn't receive these things. So now let's go back, verse 13, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches. Well, how does he do that? Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God. Why? Because they are foolishness to him. Have you ever talked to somebody about Jesus who's not saved? And they kind of look at you like, oh, you're, you're one of those people. It's, just, it's foolishness to them. D don't, don't worry about if that happens. You know, because everybody kind of, you, you kind of, if, if you're weak, you'll go, well, they think I'm foolish. Well, of course they do. They're spiritually dead. Yeah, but I talked to a Christian about faith, and they looked at me, and, oh, man, you're like one of those people. Yeah, no, no, no. No, see, they've never seen revelation of the Word of God yet. Don't worry about that. Maybe you were one of the ones that just the door opened for, for you to sprinkle some water on some seed that they heard a long time ago. But it, don't worry about that. When revelation comes, when they see it, they'll be like, wow, I understand it now. You and I didn't receive, we couldn't receive anything until the Holy Spirit brought revelation to us. Because our natural mind, it thinks it's foolish. What do you mean, in order to increase, I have to give? So if I want to increase more than I've ever increased in my life, then I have to give more than I've ever given. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If you want to experience relationships and love on a whole new level, you're going to have to love on a whole new level. I mean, everything works this way. It's seed time and harvest. The whole kingdom of God works this way. It says here, Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Isn't that amazing? Your path, it's spiritually discerned. The Holy Spirit will lead you into all the truth of the word, which will light, be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. It'll show you where you are. It'll show you where you're to go. So let's look at another scripture that kind of talks a little bit about this. Go to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. It says in Ephesians 20, 
Now, it's right after this prayer of supplication which talks about comprehending the love that God has for us. It says this, verse 20, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. This word ask is interesting. You know, it means all that we ask, all that we call for, all we make a demand for, all that we require of him. Or even think according, look at this, he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. But here's the kicker, it's according what? To the power that works in us. So God can't get over to us beyond the power that is working in us. What is that power? This powerful revelation that God loves me. And if he would not keep his own son from coming to this earth and dying in my place, he would never keep anything from me. And that now I see all the things that he's freely given me. See, that's, that's, that is the kicker. See, according to the power that works in me. So I got to get my eyes off of the God that does things exceeding abundantly above all that I ask or think. That's God's part. That's great. He does that. Now let me focus on this thing, this power working in me. Because I set the boundary. I set the boundary. What is the goal of our life? Is that we finish our course. It's not how you start this race. Did you make a mistake this week? So what? Get back up. It's how you finish. And the Holy Spirit will see you through to the end. To where you step out of your body. It's almost like you're just so into seeking God. One day you turn around and you're like, whoa. I'm not, I'm not on the earth anymore. And Jesus is looking at you and he's like, well done. Good and faithful servant, you have been faithful with this, and now look what I have for you in my eternal kingdom. That's our life, and the Holy Spirit will help you get there. He's your helper. He won't do it for you. He doesn't do anything for you. He does everything with you, right? So this is a huge, huge part. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Let's look at another scripture that kind of talks very similar. Go to 3 John, verse 2. 3 John, verse 2. See, your soul, your soul will prosper as your mind is renewed with the word of God. It causes your soul to prosper. The Bible says when you implant the word of God in your heart, which you do so by speaking it, the Bible says that the implanted word brings wholeness to your soulish realm. So this is huge. See, we, we are re renovating our thinking so that we learn to think right. This is huge. So 3 John 2 says, Beloved, in the King James, it says, I wish, but you know, we don't wish as Christians. It's the Greek word that means pray. Beloved, I pray above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. 
Notice the claimer, disclaimer there. You're going to prosper and be in health as your soul prospers and is in health. So I wonder if you should ever stop meditating on scriptures that have to do with prosperity or healing. Probably never, right? At least if, because, well, go, go over to Proverbs chapter 4. Let's look at one more scripture. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Proverbs chapter 4. This is the last time I'll preach long in 2018. So <laughs> just relax. It's, you, know, you won't have to deal with this for the rest of the year. I think you all like to deal with it. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Look at what it says here. It says, keep your heart. This word keep means guard it. Guard your heart with all diligence. This means guard your heart with all watchfulness. You always are watching. You're very careful what, what you let in. Now we know Satan can't throw things in your spirit. Guard your heart. If you study this word heart, it's talking about your soulish realm. In other words, guard your mind with all diligence, right? Why do we do that? For out of it, out of my mind, or as it says here, my heart. I, I like, because we study the spirit, soul, and body so much, let's stay where it's at here. Guard your mind with all diligence because out of your mind, look at what it says, flows. It says, are the issues. In the Hebrew language, it says, flows, the issues of life. Now, this word issues in the Hebrew language means the boundaries. Guard your mind with all diligence, with all watchfulness. Watch who you're hearing. Watch what you're hearing. Watch how you're hearing. Be careful of the teachings the associations that you have, what you're allowing yourself to watch on TV. How, how, do you, how are you watchfulness? How are you careful? You're always looking to the Holy Spirit to guide you. He'll tell you. You know, is it okay to go to a movie as long as he says it's okay? Right? But if you're in the movie and it's like, it's not good, get up and walk out. Right? If, if, if you, might, you might, I don't know how this is possible, but you might be watching football. And all of a sudden, God's like, turn that thing off. Because it's, it's, it's becoming a, a hindrance. It's, I, I got to watch it. Because maybe instead of watching this right now, I'm in a position where God knows I could get something over to you that you need. God's never trying to take. He's always trying to give. Really know that. So guard your mind with all watchfulness because out of your mind flows or are the boundaries of your life, you will prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Does this make sense? I'm able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the power that's working in you, this revelation of his love for you. So see the boundaries. If, if my answer's here, but my boundaries are here, it's like a blinder. So I could be literally right where my answer is, and I can't see it. 
Does that make sense? This is what the enemy loves. He wants, what he's trying to do is get your eyes off Jesus because this is what happens to the boundaries in your mind. It starts going like this. And some Christians, it, it's like they're living their life where they just can't see much. So when their relationships are going backwards, well, yeah, because I'm, I'm an idiot. This always happens to me. When they have financial trouble and it goes from one thing to another to another, they're like, well, yeah, this is the way it was for my grandfather, my father. This is the way it'll be for me. But, but see, if you'll take the word of God and you'll start meditating in it and putting it first place in your life, pretty soon the boundaries of your life will get bigger and pretty soon you'll see. You'll be able to see it. You're meditating in the word. You'll see yourself well. You'll see yourself paying all your bills and having plenty left over. Or let me back up and say this correctly. You'll see yourself having a God account. And when you get paid, you put the 10% that's not even yours. You put your tithe in that account. And then you, you're paying all your bills and, 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 and all this, and you have plenty left over. You'll see it in here before you see it out here. You'll see yourself going to the doctor after taking all these tests and you'll start to see yourself just in the middle of your day out of nowhere. You'll see yourself sitting in that doctor's office and him, him or her smiling at you going, yeah, your blood work looks great. I can't even, I don't even, I've never seen it change this fast. And oh, you know, um, this diagnosis that we gave you, we must have misdiagnosed it or something because it's just no longer there. Our pastor in California, almost eight years ago now, was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. And he's been standing. Now, why? Why? I don't know, because God healed him 2,000 years ago. But Parkinson's disease is not, irre it's not reversible. So he had all these symptoms where, I mean, he, he couldn't, he had to think, at one point he had to think to breathe. So, I mean, it's just crazy stuff that he went through. You, you would hear, hear him preach, and, and you know, he, would, he was slower. And then we started notice he started getting faster. And then all of a sudden, his smell came back. Now his, the quickness in his mind just came back. Now these doctors are going, um, you know, I think we must, there's, we must have misdiagnosed you because there's no Parkinson's. Isn't that something? God's word is true. But you got to lay hold of it. So we're telling you how to lay hold of it. This is a huge thing. Hallelujah. The boundaries of our life. Let's look at another scripture. Isaiah 55. Let's go to Isaiah 55. Let's start in verse 7. It says here, let the wicked forsake his way. That means... Let the wicked say, you know, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not living this way anymore. And the unrighteous man, let him forsake his thoughts. I'm not thinking this way anymore. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Isn't that awesome? And then he says this, for my thoughts, this means my plans. That word thoughts means plans and purposes. My plans and purposes are not your plans and purposes, are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways, 
This word ways in the Hebrew language means course of action. It's the way we do things. Neither is your course of action my course of action. Isn't that interesting? Right? Sayeth the Lord in case you don't know who's talking here. He helps us. Verse 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so we could comprehend that, can't we? The heavens, like when you walk outside and you see a cloud, do you, you think that's higher than you on the earth? Yeah, okay, isn't that deep? This is why I do what I do. God knew I was perfectly formed to teach his word and flow with him because I'm not a rocket scientist. Although I think... Uh, Dr. Kirshner gave me a shirt from NASA that says rocket scientist, but, uh, so I could be one outwardly maybe, I don't know. Verse 9, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways, so is my course of action higher than your ways or your course of action and my thoughts than your thoughts. So God is saying, guys, my plan and purpose for your life and the way that I bring it about is higher than the way you think you should bring it about or your plans or purposes. See, all you got to do is read that and go, okay, well, I'm letting go of mine because I want the higher ones, right? Amen. See, that's common sense. Well, actually, that's wisdom from your spirit. So if you live out of your spirit, you'll always live this way. You'll get excited because you're like, wow, okay, God, your way is better than my way. And then he says, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returneth not there, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth in bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. It shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. So here's the principle. I must abandon my own course of action and my own plan and purpose, and I must embrace His in order to walk with Him. Do you see that? This is a huge thing because His way is better. His plan for your life you can't naturally see it. You can't hear it. You can't even think and figure it out. So let go of your stuff and embrace his word. Right? Because his word, it comes down and it doesn't go right back to him. It waters. It brings increase. It sets everything in motion. His word. We are to embrace his word. In other words, God sends his word to accomplish something in your life. So we embrace it. So how do we do that? So now let's go to Proverbs. Go back a few chapters. Proverbs chapter 18. And we're going to look at verse 20. Proverbs chapter 18. Verse 20 says... A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. A man's belly will be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. 
And as he speaks increase out of his mouth, he will be filled. So you're going to be, God says, you're going to be filled and satisfied as you speak a certain way. Why is that? Because here is the reality of everything. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. I love this right after that. Whoso finds a wife finds a good thing. I wonder if finding your wife is tied to your tongue. I wonder if finding your husband is tied to your tongue. No, I don't wonder that. I know that. Because the Bible says from the beginning of the Bible all the way to the end of the Bible, you will have what you say. So what do you want? Right? I love this. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. Now, part of this word power, it's, it's real interesting, but it really means direction. Death and life is in the direction that you point your tongue. You could, in other words, your tongue is your steering wheel. You could steer your life to life or death. Satan knows this. If you live out of your spirit, with a renewed mind, you'll always steer your life into life. You'll never be moved by outward things. But if you don't renew your mind by putting the word of God first, your mind will side with the sin nature that's in your flesh, and now you're, you'll steer your life right into death. You make a choice every time you open your mouth. Do you want to be satisfied? You have to speak right things. Do you want to be filled? You have to speak increase. Now, the bummer about that is you can no longer go gather all your friends around you and tell them all about it. You can, but you're literally throwing gasoline on a fire and you never walk away feeling better. Have you ever noticed that? But oh, if you'll get together with friends, man. You know, like uh, we, we just, there was, there was uh, several of us that got together after the college and career Bible study and we went to Olive Garden. It's just, we have so much fun hanging out and fellowshipping, but we're fellowshipping. Everything is around the word of God. So even if we're joking, even if we're doing all this stuff, we're also speaking life. You walk away from that just feeling so fulfilled. So never forget this. This is a truth. So death and life is in the power or the direction that you point your tongue. You will either speak and bring life into your life or you will speak and bring death into your life. Notice you're in control. Satan's not in control. He's defeated. So Deuteronomy 3019, we're going to have a Deuteronomy 3019 moment right now. God says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and and cursing. Now God is so good, he gave us the answer just in case we couldn't figure it out. And, and, and that sounds funny, but how many of you, now don't raise your hand, just look like, just have a baffled look on your face and people won't have any idea. But how many of you have known you were about to do something that's not right, that's death, and you've done it anyway? Absolutely. I have. Why? I have no idea. 
No, I do. I just gave into this. Your sin nature in your flesh is crazy. It does stupid things. It'll push away everybody that'll help you. It'll put you right in the middle of environments that won't help you. Right? You'll do things that just won't help you. It's amazing, but you don't have to. God gives you the answer. Therefore, choose life. And then he reveals a principle. He reveals a principle. Your life is tied to others. That both you and your seed may live. Your life is tied to others. Choose life. Choose to speak life. So now you're in Proverbs. Go back to Proverbs chapter 13. Proverbs chapter 13. Proverbs chapter 13. We're going to look at verse 2. It says the same thing, basically. It says, A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the transgressors shall eat violence. A transgressor is somebody who is breaking a law of God. The Bible says the walk of faith is a rest. It's the way of the transgressor that's hard. It's hard when God says this is the way it is and you're like, I don't care, I'm doing this. That is no fun. Been there, done that. I went to that concert multiple times. I bought the t-shirt, played in the sandbox, right? I mean, we've done it all. But don't do that anymore. There's no life in it. It says, he that keeps his mouth keeps his life. But he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. Yeah, but pastor, I just, I just need to be real. Yeah, you're just about to open wide your lips and it will bring destruction. Who said it? Oh, only the God who knows everything. So, so we learn this. I'm going to keep my mouth. You get to the point to where you're like, you know what, Satan, you are done. I'm never yielding my tongue to you again. I'm not going to speak death over anybody else. I'm not going to speak death over my own life, right? And the Holy Spirit, man, he's right there to help you. He's right there to help you. Here's the good news, that even when you mess that up, you'll start to say things, you'll say something, and then you'd be like, whoa, wait a minute. Father, I don't believe that. I curse that word in Jesus' name. I repent of that. My back's not killing me. Right? My back will work perfectly my whole life. Is that right? See, isn't that amazing? So simple. He that keeps his mouth keeps his life, but he that opens wide his lips shall have destruction. So now jump over a few chapters to Proverbs chapter 16. There's a couple scriptures here that are really good. Look at verse 23. The heart of the wise teaches. <laughs> this word teaches is really, it's an interesting word in the Hebrew language. It literally means makes. The heart of the wise makes his mouth he makes his mouth wise. That's what literally what that means. So the heart of the wise will make your mouth wise. Let me say that again. We got to keep saying it. 
Because see, your speaker is always to be hooked up to your receiver, right? You have to, you have, you don't want your speaker hooked up to your thinker or your feeler because that's not good, right? Because then you'll, you'll speak life when you think or feel good. But if you're there, the Bible says it's carnal mind is death. So eventually you'll start speaking death because you can't speak life out of, out of your, out of your thinker or your feeler. Right? So the heart of the wise, basically, you could, literally, it would be makes wise his mouth. Another way to say that. And adds learning to his lips. Have you ever done that? I love this. So as you're looking down here and then you're speaking, what you're speaking now will add learning to you. So now, what happens is because I'm looking to my spirit, which is full of the word of God, it makes wise, or I start speaking wisdom. I start speaking the wisdom of God. It starts coming out of my mouth, and it adds learning to my lips. It will literally start teaching me what to say to lay hold of my healing, to lay hold of the blessing of God. The wisdom of God. See, God, you put the word of God into your heart, but what comes out of your heart is his wisdom. And the wisdom of God will literally help you lay hold of everything. So this is why this scripture is huge. Your heart, your heart will make your mouth wise. And as you speak wisdom out of your mouth, it will add learning to you. You will learn how to walk by faith. You'll learn how to walk in the love of God. You'll learn how to be led by the Spirit of God. You'll start to get to where you see the enemy coming from a long way away right? All of a sudden, you're no longer yielding your tongue. You're just speaking life all the time. This is what God wants. Verse 26 says, he that laboreth, this word laboreth means sorrowful toil. You could say this, he that toils sorrowfully toils for himself. Look at why. Why is this person toiling for himself? Notice, you're not made to live for yourself, but this is, you're now toiling for yourself. Why do you do that? His mouth craves it of him. What is this a picture of? I'm just going to speak how I feel and what I'm going through. And what happens is now my mouth is craving to talk, I, I'm thinking about how I'm hurting and how I'm not happy and all that's happening to me. And now it's literally my mouth is craving to speak out of this and it will cause me to walk in sorrowful toil all the time. But I don't have to. Because if I, the heart of the wise, see, if you'll look to your spirit and fill it with the word of God, it will now teach your mouth what to say so that now the wisdom of God is coming out and it'll lead you into life. Do you see how all this works together? This is huge. So go to Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12, we're going to see this in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 12. Hallelujah. We're, we're coming very close to the close of this. Okay, we're probably only about four minutes away. So... You guys are doing good. 
It says here, hallelujah, verse 36, let's start here. It says, but I say to you that every idle word, this means it's a useless word, it's an inactive word, you're just talking. Every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account, that means they'll give a reason thereof, in the day of judgment, or in the day, this word judgment means, in the day of crisis, in the day of decision. That is, that, the day of that, if you want a definition of this day, today it's December 30th, 2018. I'll prophesy for your future. Your day of judgment, crisis, and decision uh, will be December 31st tomorrow. Right? And Tuesday, it'll be January 1st. So every day of your life, you're in this, you're, you're in this, it's a day of decision, the enemy's coming. He's defeated. But it says here, every idle word that you speak, you'll give an account. You'll have to give a reason for in the day of crisis or decision. Why? For by your words, by your words, you're justified. That means you are pardoned and set free. Or by your words, you're condemned. You're sentenced and taken into bondage. Now, if you've spoken foolishly and you're, you've been taken into bondage, I've got good news for you. Just start saying a different thing. And guess what? You'll see the prison cells just thrown open and you could walk free from it today. Isn't that good news? Have you ever said something stupid? You can just see the enemy coming and then you just repent and you slam the door right in his face. It's hilarious. When you see Satan, you'll have a big wide nose. From cheek to cheek, because it's been slammed so many times, right? It, it probably actually was flattened when, when God cast him to the earth. Just bam. I can't wait to see that video. Jesus will be like, what are you watching? You're watching that again? Oh, man, I've been watching this for like 300 years. Ha, that was awesome. Bam, let me hit repeat again, right? Yes, oh, how I hate him. I never let my anger go down on the devil. I hate him. That, you know, that's not a marriage scripture, right? Fight all day, but just don't let the, don't let the sun go down on your anger. You got to make up before the sun goes down, whatever. You can't be in the love of God and ever argue. Because to argue, you have to be considering yourself. And the love of God, it doesn't consider ourselves. So let's finish this up. Let's go to Romans chapter 10. Man, I was hoping to get to some of the things in my notes. That's all right. This is where we're supposed to end up. Romans chapter 10. Pray that this has helped you today. I know it's helped me. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 10. Look at verse 8. It says, but what saith it? What does it say? What does it say? What does the word of faith say? What does the righteousness which is of faith say? It says the word, this is what it says. The righteousness which is of faith says, the word is near thee. It's in my mouth and in my heart that is the word of faith which we preach. This is so important. As you walk through life, God wants his word in your heart and coming out of your mouth. And then if you jump down to verse 13, it tells you how to get it there. It says, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. In other words, whoever acts 
on the word of God will get the result that the word says. Right? But then look at it keeps going in verse 14. But how shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? So it reveals to us that we can't call or act on something that we don't believe. Right? But then it even goes a little deeper. It says, and how shall they believe in him of whom they've not heard? So see, I can't, I can't get the result the word tells me unless I act on it. But I can't act on it unless I believe it. But I can't even believe it unless I'm hearing it. Right? It keeps on going. It says, and how will they hear without a preacher? And how can they preach unless they be sent? So this tells me that God is going to send his word to do things in your life. He'll send it through proclaimers, through preachers. Why? So that you'll believe it. Because faith, Romans 10, 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, so now, in, faith comes by hearing. It says the word of God, but really it's, a word, it's in the Greek, it's the word of Christ. Faith comes as I hear the anointed word. And as I hear the anointed word, I will believe it. And when I believe it, now I'll act on it. And as I act on it, I'll have the result. This, in 2019, we have spent a lot of time this year talking about this. I can't seem to get away from it. But it's because this thing, the things of God, the blessings of God, do not just fall upon you. They are added to you as you lay hold of them. So you lay hold of what he's provided by his grace. You lay hold of it through faith. The faith that comes as you hear the word. So in 2019, I want to encourage you, take some time in the next few days and, 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 and think about 2019 and get your priorities straight. Seek first the kingdom of God. Put him first in every area of your life. If there's any unforgiveness towards anybody in your life, let it go. Forgiveness is a choice. You just choose to forgive them. Listen, they can't hurt you anyway. Well, it feels like they did. No, that's okay. But, but you might feel like it, but we're not led by our feelings. We're led by the Spirit of God. The Bible says he makes all things new. He will teal and he'll take away the scar. So you make him, you put him first. You submit yourself to his leading. You put his word first place in your life. You cut out those things, and, and you might have to cut some people out of your life that are talking wrong and are doing wrong. you got to be careful where you walk, stand, or sit as a child of God. Oh, yeah, we're in the world, and we're to be light in the world, but I'm not going to have a close inner circle of people that are going in a different direction, that are ungodly, that are not people of the word of God, that are not people of faith. Right? So you surround yourself in the right environment. You put the word of God first. And I'm telling you, as you do that, what you're doing is you're saying, God, I'm willing and I'm obedient. And all of a sudden, the strength will be there to step out. And then you'll start walking this thing out. I'm telling you, you can see everything in your life that does not line up with the word that's in your life right now, you could see it all change in 2019. Everything. Everything change. 
all things new. I, I'm, and, and here's the thing, it'll start with you. But God, I'm telling you, I can't explain in English what it means to have this happen to your life. To where all of a sudden you face something and you laugh and you're at peace because you're like, I have already been given the victory over this. Nothing can stop me because nothing can stop him and I'm in him. Amen.